Welcome to The Money GPS. You came here for the truth, so let me unveil that for you. Today, I've got a bombshell video. In fact, it's two videos. I'm going to have to split this in two because it is too much to handle. All right. I want to show you what's happening. Number one with Europe. There is something very important going on. The second thing I want to talk about is how what we are seeing today always leads to a recession. I'm going to give you the data and history surrounding that. The third thing is the geopolitical aspects, because this isn't just two countries involved. It goes much wider. And if you take a step back, zoom out and realize, wait a minute, something else is going on. I'm going to bring you all of that and more. Let's begin. I want to get into it right away. You can see over the past week what has happened to European stocks. It doesn't matter what country, they're all taking a hit right now you look at what has happened my goodness in a, in a week in just one week things have been hit very hard doesn't matter if we're talking about Germany or Italy it's all going down in this given week now you look across the board and see what's happening in the United States the world you know you see the GDP of course but the world's GDP the economic forecast is that this is going to have to decline the same thing in the United States where you see the you know the GDP forecasts coming out of the Fed the Fed themselves saying they're forecasting zero percent GDP growth anyway looking at this you see the inflation rate rising of course these two correspond it is very obvious the US is seeing higher inflation rates but you go broadly around the world and you are seeing the same thing even in the euro zone where they had so much trouble trying to generate inflation today it's all over the place you could see what has happened with european equities biggest outflow ever let me read that again biggest outflow ever from european equities and this is of course epfr bringing the data through i think that is significant when a whole bunch of people rush cash to the door now you might say that's a great opportunity to get in Perhaps, but will next week be even worse? That remains to be seen. You let me know in the comments below. Is now the time to buy? This is extremely, extremely important. Surge in energy prices suggests high probability of recession. Not every recession is led by a 50% rise in crude, but every 50% rise in crude has led a recession. Isn't that interesting? Going back from 1970 up until the present, we see that to be the case. Crude oil gets too high, recession follows. This is extremely important. Okay. And you look at it over the period, you look at it broadly, just think about it for a minute. If commodity prices are too high, especially oil, that slows the economy down. Now, it might be good for some. If you're working in the oil industry, that's fantastic. But if you are trying to get products, if you're utilizing in some way transportation, that's basically everything. You got to get food, you got to get your energy, and so on. All of these things are going to be more expensive. And that slows things down because that same thing that you wanted to buy that product or service is suddenly more expensive. Now maybe you can't buy so much of it, you have to get less. And that just generally slows things down. So look at that chart, I think it's important. 
Ukraine war plunges automakers into new supply chain crisis. I had talked about this maybe a couple days ago, where 50% of the neon gas supply is coming from Ukraine. If their country is in turmoil, they're not going to be able to get that out to places like Taiwan and others. And then we have another, yet another semiconductor crisis on our hands because that neon gas is extremely critical uh, with, I think, you know, laser etching or something like this with the semiconductors. But car manufacturers halt Russian factories, sales as sanctions bite. So this is going on multi-levels here, but I just think it's interesting to see when you look at this, if the cars are being manufactured there or the parts are being manufactured there, then they can't get shipped to where they need to be. And of course, more, more problems. Now they can, you know, say, okay, well, Ukraine is kind of out of order right now. We'll get it from, you know, this place or that place, but they're already dealing with problems. So it's not just, you know, snap the fingers and make it happen. Just like when China and the U.S. had the trade war issues and then everybody said, well, you know what? We're just going to go to another country. We're going to go to Taiwan. We're going to go to, uh, you know, Vietnam or what have you. It doesn't just happen like that. And sure, you can shift some of the production, but these other countries... They do not have their system set up the way that China did. That's why it couldn't be turned around in an instant. Hopefully, all of this has made people realize and businesses realize that we have to be a little less reliant on this just-in-time type of you know, inventory system. Uh, you know, it just doesn't work in practicality as, as we see it here. Okay, so it does get into more details there, but of course... As always, I don't have time to get into depth. I'm just giving you the highlights. I'm giving you the information you need to know. I'm saving you hours a day. This, I don't even know how many hours a day I spent today looking up these things. I just bring that to you. So I'm saving you literally hours a day by doing this. If you appreciate that, just hit that thumbs up. That's all I'm asking for, okay? American mortgage payment costs are now 36 higher, 36% 36 higher than they were a year ago. So of course, you've got higher mortgage uh, rates. You've got interest rates rising in general. This puts a hit on people. So initially what was happening is as interest rates were falling, people were refinancing. As soon as that kind of bottomed out and started to go up, people stopped doing that. Okay, the data was there. It showed that. But it's not just real estate. It's all forms of energy that's going up. Gasoline is going up. I mean, anything you can think of has risen considerably. There was this very strange thought that we were going to encounter a period in which inflation was going to go up for a few months and then it's going to come back down. What? 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 It's just one thing after another. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was the issue in 2020. That's why it was going up. Oh, now it's Ukraine. That's why it's going up. You can make excuses all you want. But when you print all of this money and also you engage in the fiscal spending the way that you do, literally handing out trillions of dollars around from the government side, on you know, in addition to all the quantitative easing, in addition to buying all those corporate bonds and all that stuff, that stuff is sloshing around and it needs to go somewhere. And eventually, eventually, not directly, not in a linear fashion, eventually it forces prices up. Big money unloads stocks as day traders buy in the spiraling market. 
clashing views abound amid a hawkish Fed raging war in Europe. What are they going to do? Is the Federal Reserve suddenly going to back off and not increase interest rates? I highly doubt that, okay? But the 50 basis point hike, very unlikely. I said that from the beginning, and it looks like that's the case. It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with Ukraine. They don't do that, usually. Okay, so they might do 25 basis points, see how things go, see how the market reacts, wait a month, wait two months, another 25 basis points. It's going to be a slow and steady rise, and they seem to not really care that much about inflation, obviously. They also mentioned the VIX in here, and the VIX is finally showing a little bit, just a little bit of sensitivity to what's happening. S&P Dow Jones is removing Russia stocks from indexes, stripping the country of emerging market status. This is important. We've watched as the stocks in Russia have just gone lower and lower and lower. I mean, the bonds are practically worthless right now. Many of the stocks are worthless right now. It's quite extreme. So that has led people to say, I'm going to buy in. Now, you can do that. You could buy. This is a dip, by the way, just so we're clear. The, the you know the 10% or 20% or even 5% little blips that we see in the US markets typically those are not dips this is a dip that's one heck of a dip now you can do so you could buy in what i worry about is basically if you're buying a US based ETF you know based on the on the russian markets or russian stocks what if they say you're out you're gone what if this is completely just wiped out? What if it is, you know, something that they say, okay, we're done. Are you left holding something that's completely worthless now? So I would say be very careful. Wait for a bottom. You got to try. I mean, it's impossible to time the bottom, but you want to see the stability starting to form. Right now it is anything but stable. European Union officials are now examining curbing Russia's influence and access to finance at the IMF. Imagine kicking them up, kicking them up. Okay, one option under consideration is to remove Russia entirely from the institution. That would be huge. Okay, it's unrealistic, they're saying, but it is on the table. That to me would be very huge because it's saying, no, you're not part of us, you're gone. And while, you know, we could talk all day long about whether the IMF should even exist. I'll say no, it shouldn't exist, but that's besides the point. That's my opinion, and my opinion does not matter here. I think people should watch out what happens, okay? Look at the geopolitical aspects. Taiwan's leaders try to calm fears over Ukraine invasion, but citizens worry their island will be next. I put this in here literally just to tell you once again what we are seeing right now with Ukraine and Russia. This is simply, simply, you know, I've said this before, like a beta test, not necessarily, that's, that's, not, that's not the right wording, but I want you to think for a second here, what China wants to do. And this is something that I believe will have to happen, but not until China gets off of the reliance of the US dollar. I'm not saying they're going to do exactly what Russia is doing, but they want complete control, 100% complete control over Taiwan in every aspect. We'll see. And this is basically just saying, you know, previously China 
and Russia had their no-limits friendship, but the speed with which Russia has been cut off of its cautionary uh, cutting off is a cautionary tale and a reminder of why China's leaders are so desperate to develop an alternative to the U.S. dollar hegemony. It may yet motivate Beijing to speed up that project. So they're just showing up, showing you the global exchange, you know, trying to compare dollar and euro. Of course, that's the primary, you know, reserve. There's no, first of all, there, the U.S. is a reserve currency, but of the total, it's 59%. So there are other currencies. You got the euro, you've got the yen. Okay, those are the big ones. And you look at the Chinese currency, it's a small fraction. But if you see the year-over-year -year growth, it has become more significant. And that's what they want. They want to set up their own systems, the AIIB. They want to look, you know, and do things different ways, the BRIC nations. They want to have their own systems, their own internet. They set up their own GPS. They're doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, they are doing this, but it doesn't happen overnight. So I think it's important to watch out very carefully. Now, the future of money. Gearing up for central bank digital currencies. Speaking of the IMF, here you have the talk yet again. Central bank digital currencies are something we need to pay attention to. I do believe that what we are going to have is one central institution in the case of the beta test that they're doing right now with the biz, the Bank for International Settlements, they've got multiple central banks working around this one. I mean, just, just think about it. The bank of central banks, the biz, at the center, and the other central banks around. This is this in my opinion, is very worrisome because of what it could possibly mean. It, I, I want to do a whole video about this. Okay, I won't rant on. That's it for this one. Did you appreciate this information? Did you find it informative? Hit that thumbs up button. That's all I'm asking, all right? And of course, are you subscribed? If not, you've got to hit that subscribe button. It's right there. What are you doing? What are you waiting for? And then I'll see you on the next one. Take care.